0: Hi everyone, it's exciting times this week because it is officially episode 40 of our Cricket Hurt podcast, so that means that in episode terms the podcast is nearly as old as you, Sid. Yeah, nearly. (laughs) and also we heard yesterday that boris johnson has cancelled christmas however he cannot take my my santa hat away from me so there you go i'm still gonna wear it even if we're in tier four anywho um this week we are at the edgerson foundation ground in birmingham and stay tuned to find out why that might be the case
1: in the news this week um, first up, South Africa have announced that they're going to be hosting Pakistan in three T twenties and three ODIs. That's gonna be coming up as soon as January. I guess like all things at the moment, this is there's a big COVID-permitting caveat hanging over it. Um but good news, Raf.
0: Definitely good news actually, yeah. Um so in terms of women's international cricket, it's been the calendar's been a bit bare for the last few months, and the only boards who have actually hosted women's international series I believe are England and Australia and we know that those are the two boards who are um, leading the way in terms of investment in the women's game. Um, So actually to see Cricket South Africa get their act together in this way and invite Pakistan to tour is really positive. Uh, I think there's been a lot of talk that actually a crisis like Covid at this point in time, will actually um, yeah, has the potential to set back all of the countries beneath England and Australia even further, because um, of those other countries um, like South Africa and Pakistan not having opportunities to play international cricket and therefore falling further behind. So this is a really positive situation for them. Um, obviously, there are you know there are there's a lot of talk at the moment about um, India, for example, the BCCI not organising fixtures for the Indian women's team. Um, so we we did see those those women's T20 challenge matches um, linked to the men's IPL, didn't we? But that's all the India the Indian team have, have been able to play, um, and that's that's really worrying for them. Um, given that they, given that you know they were in the final of the World T20 in March, weren't they? And they seem to be making great strides. Uh, but actually, if they don't get to play internationals, then things aren't going to keep going their way. So I think um, from South Africa and in and and Pakistan's perspective, this is really positive. Um, and hopefully, it could potentially mean that some of these other boards, like the BCCI, sit up and pay and pay some attention and go, oh, maybe we should be doing that as well, especially as the um, 2022 world cup gets a bit closer to being upon us so it's good news definitely cool okay um now talking of the 2022 world cup um we have actually had the revised schedule for that announced this week so it's obviously been delayed by a year from um 2021 to 2022 and it's now going to be slightly later it's going to be played across March and then just into April rather than being in February March um, but what's the other news on that front Sid
1: well the original schedule um, we received um, a year or so ago we were actually in Australia and we received the original schedule and we looked at it and my initial reaction was that it was completely mad because it involved crisscrossing across the uh, end-to-end of New Zealand, of uh, hopping from island to island back and forth, and it looked completely, um, you know, impossible. Um, so we received the email from the ICC with the schedule, and it looked like this. And I thought, oh, they've solved the problem, they've they've put everything into nice blocks in one place, so you can be in one place for a week, and another place for a week, another place for a week, and, you know, there's, there, there's all that crazy island hopping. And then oh. <laughs> I looked a bit more closely, and the, the schedule that the ICC have sent out is not chronological at all. It's just organised by play. And to be fair, it does kind of say that, but it says it in sort of smallish letters compared to the rest of it. Um, and it turns out, I think the schedule's even more mad than it was mm-hmm. before, because, you know, it involves going from there to there to there to there to there, back to there to there to there. Or it, and um, most classically, um, it looks virtually impossible to go to both semi-finals um i'm sure it will be technically possible if if you're um you know on the icc's rich list and you know someone else is sorting out your tickets and your hotel rooms and is prepared to you know book you a taxi from and to the airport and all that stuff but if you're a freelance journalist trying to follow england around and want to be able to go to both semi-finals mm-hmm. on the chance that england could be in either of them or you know australia or any other whichever country you're following if you're following india um the icc have made it very difficult to do that and um you know I'm sure that the, the schedule is going to be fine for the players, although the players themselves don't really like the island hopping, the players themselves no. would much rather be in one place. The players were very happy with the schedule of the World Cup, uh, the T20 World Cup that we had in the West mm-hmm. Indies, because it basically put them in one place, they could stay in one hotel, um, you know, and get to kind of settle in very a bit nice and feel, like, feel and like it was a nice hotel. <laughs> I wouldn't um, have minded yeah. staying in that hotel. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the players themselves, I, I actually aren't going to be wild about this. No. And for anybody else trying to, to follow the tournament, for the fans and for the journalists, it's it's a bit mad. So slightly disappointing from a scheduling perspective.
0: Won't but somebody think of the journalists? Yes.
1: Won't <laughs> someone please think of people who are already privileged? Okay, wow. I guess this is slightly first world <laughs> problem. so apologies for that. But it's, it's the same deal for the fans and everything. Yeah. If you're a fan of New Zealand and you want to make sure you see Absolutely. New Zealand semi-final, you've got essentially no way of doing that. Yeah. Um so, you know. Uh yeah, a little bit disappointing, mm-hmm. but you know, on the other hand, let's us look on the bright side. The World Cup is going ahead. Um you know, the plans Don't are say that. the plans are being well, <laughs> Don't jinx it. No, it's, but yeah, hap- no, it's plans, happen. Are, plans are being made. The plans are being made yeah. and you know, the tournament will will be going ahead in 2022.
0: And England will be playing their first fixture of that tournament against Australia, so that's going to be a fun one.
1: Yeah, that's going to be a big one for television, isn't it? <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Now, talking of crazy schedules, we have also seen this week, it wasn't that they were announced this week, but we uncovered, coincidentally this week, some county T20 fixtures, didn't we, for um, for next season, at the beginning of next season, that are, that are apparently up on play cricket. So, over to you, Sid, explain.
1: Yeah, well, apparently we, we hear whispers that the players had been told about this, but the um, ECB didn't decide to tell anybody else about them um and um so richard from women's county cricket they discovered them on play cricket mm-hmm. um they're, they're actually not easy it's not stri- entirely straightforward to find on play cricket either it's almost like they've been kind of slightly hidden <laughs> um you know if you wanted to hide them they've done a good job yeah anyway what they've done um is we're going to have a regional based tournament next year it looks like um so there's going to be basically four four or five different regional tournaments okay. so there's one in the West Midlands there's one in the north Um, There's one in the south, there's one in the southeast, one in the southwest or something. Okay. And um, it looks like there won't be any finals element to it, so it'll be purely regional based and there'll be winners for each region. Uh, It appears from the fixture list. Whereas
0: before it was divisions, wasn't it? So it would be Division 1, Division 2, etc. Okay, so they've changed that.
1: So they've changed that up. And then as a Berkshire fan, I went Mm. looking for where Berkshire were going to be. So I looked in the South group and they weren't in there. And I looked in the South East group and uh, they weren't in there. It turns out that for cricketing purposes, Berkshire has been moved to the West Midlands. Um, which is, you know, interesting. Um, my son comments that you know, just that geography doesn't really work like that, does it? <laughs> well, apparently it does, and no, it could no, be
0: that's good news. It could be it, good though? news for
1: us, yeah, because um, as you may have heard, um, most of the south of England yeah. has been put into Tier Four um, of coronavirus lockdown. Um, we're in the West Midlands now. Yeah, that's
0: we're it. We're not in Tier
1: Four. No.
0: So, Screw you. That's how it goes.
1: <laughs> um, Excuse, Excuse my French. Um, Yeah, so um, that's going to be taking place right at the beginning of next season, this this County T20 fixtures.
0: And so that's why we're at the Edgbaston Foundation Ground, isn't it? Because it's our new home ground. ground. Hooray! (laughs) Uh, no, in all seriousness, um, I think this is actually quite exciting to discover these fixtures. I feel a bit cross that they haven't properly announced them. They haven't made a song and dance about it in the same way that um, that they have been about announcing all of the fixtures for the Men's County Championship next year. In the, in the way that, you know, sometimes what we really need as as cricket fans to get us through the winter, particularly this one, which is going to be a whole new level of um, terribleness. I was going to say a rude word then, but... Um, yes. Uh, so, you know, but they haven't, they haven't announced them. They've just kind of hidden them, as you say, on Play Cricket. However, um, we didn't know that there were going to be any county fixtures, did we? And when I did my interview with with Jonathan Finch, just after the Rachel Hayhoe Flint Trophy had concluded, he basically said, oh, well, in our post-tournament review, we're going to be looking at that. And that's going to be one of the things that we that we consider because, um, you know, way back when, pre- before Covid had even been invented by a bat, um, you know, the the ECB had originally said, well, we're going to have um, a stay of execution for T20 Women's County Cricket and we are going to play it in 2020 and 2021. They didn't play it in 2020 because COVID intervened um, and 2021 was very much up in the air. So this shows that there is going to be some Women's County Cricket and, and that's quite interesting in a way. And I just do wonder a little bit whether we're going to find ourselves in a kind of Brexit-esque situation whereby the ECB every year say oh we're going to review whether there's going to be any women's county cricket this year and they end up concluding yes there is because it's too difficult to try and put anything in its place. Um, and kind of abolish it completely. So we're in a little bit of a halfway house situation at the moment. Now, you know, for those of us who are fans of counties, you as a Berkshire supporter, that's probably good news. On the other hand, it's a kind of, it's a little bit of a half assed situation. It means that some of the promised investment in club cricket is potentially gonna get delayed because that was of course meant to be kind of supplanting the place of county cricket. And it also means that um, you know some of the um, some of the new women's regional teams. It just creates a kind of confusing double structure where there isn't proper um, kind of alignment with the counties. Because if the ECB had done an alternative um, an alternative arrangement whereby they'd said okay, all of the tier all of the tier one, gosh, I've got COVID on the brain. All of the Division One counties, we are going to make those the ones. They're going to be the equivalent of what's now the regional hubs. Um, and we're going to invest heavily in those and the best players are going to go to those, which was essentially happening anyway, but we're going to give them a bit more money so that they can run things properly and have a proper marketing budget like they've done with the regions. If they channeled the investment in that way, everything would have been commercially aligned. And for example, Surrey would find it much easier to seek um, sponsorship for their... For what would be surrey women instead of the southeast stars um, and so to some extent as i say it, we've created a halfway house situation that doesn't really please anyone and doesn't quite do what it said it was going to do on the tin however we've got some county cricket to look forward to so that's a blessing now final thing this week there was a really interesting interview um, on Crickinfo. info uh, with Trevor Griffin and if you haven't seen it um, then I would recommend that you go and give it a read and the headline was um, I want to be the coach of England England women so that was interesting Sid are you are you surprised about Trevor Griffin saying he wants to be the England coach
1: well you know I'm not sure I'd read too much into that in practice I think that it's one of those leading questions that you ask people like Trevor Griffin and if you ask any coach uh, you know any coach in the game um, they'll go, yeah, I want to be England coach. You know, I want to be, hell, I want to be England coach. You <laughs> want to be England coach. Everybody, wa- wouldn't mind. everybody wants to be England coach. Um, so I wouldn't read too much into it. It doesn't mean that he's, you know, about to put arsenic in Lisa Kiteley's coffee. And um,
0: <laughs> Where did that come from? That's dark. <laughs> You've been reading too much Agatha Christie, Sid.
1: Yes. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, he's, he's, he, all in all seriousness, he's building up an impressive record in the game. Yeah. You know, um, at, at one level, you know, when some when a coach comes into the game, um, especially a coach like Trevor Griffin that's come uh, not from the world of men's cricket mm-hmm. and things, he's he's come through coaching. He was never a professional cricketer. Um, he was, I believe, a reasonable kind of club, and did he play a bit of minor counties? I don't um, know. But uh, he, he wasn't, a, you know, he wasn't a, a professional men's cricket star um nowhere near having played anything like test cricket um no, he so was a,
0: he was a banker yeah in the crick info piece yeah he just chucked it in a few years ago and was like i'm gonna go and be a cricket coach which is kind of amazing so <laughs> when
1: ca- someone comes in through those kinds of routes yeah. then that that's kind of always a bit of a different thing and they can always bring something different something from their other career uh and it so it always means that there's there's something uh, there's, there's there's something extra that they mm-hmm. bring um and you know what he's brought does seem to have been quite successful so far. Yeah, so and it's going to be very interesting over the next couple of years to see how he does with the sunrisers. Um, you know, they didn't have a great season last season, but there's a lot of potential there. If he can build that, then he'll certainly have a good case for being able to apply for the England coach, you know, when Lisa Kiteley moves on, perhaps in, you know, three years time after a successful World Cup campaign in New Zealand.
0: Fingers crossed Never know. For that. Uh, Yeah, no, I think, um, just to add to that, I think that one of the reasons that um, I respect Trevor Griffin, and I think a lot of people have respect for him, is that he explicitly says, I'm really enjoying working in the women's game, and that's the thing that I do, that's the thing that I've had success in. Um, And actually, that's, that's really great, because it's so nice when people acknowledge that acknowledge that it's a bit different um, and that if you've had success in the women's game that doesn't mean that you're going to go off and start going oh I'll apply for jobs in the men's game it actually means that he wants to stay in the women's game because that's what he cares about and so he's looking going right my ambition what are my ambitions well my ambitions are to have one of the best jobs or one of the you know best paid or most respected jobs in women's cricket rather than going oh I'll, I'll you know chuck my hat in the ring for going and coaching a men's county or whatever no we want to retain the best coaches in our game who are good at working in women's cricket and that's so important and who have built up
1: knowledge over time with yeah, the players and
0: exactly so respect to Trevor Griffin basically don't know if he'll be watching probably not probably got better things to be doing <laughs> probably anyway uh, i think that's all from us this week um, thank you so much as ever for watching this podcast just a small request if we may um, if you are enjoying the videos um, then do click like underneath um, and also, if you would like to have um, an update sent to you every time we do one, then click subscribe as well. Um, and that will kind of help to boost our numbers on YouTube um, and you know will be positive for us. So if you wouldn't mind doing us a quick favour, click like, click subscribe. That would be brilliant. Thank you so much, everyone. Um, and we hope you have a lovely Christmas. See you afterwards.
1: Bye.